The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is again our gospel reading for this past Sunday, which was the third Sunday of end times, Saints Triumphant Sunday. We're looking at Luke chapter 20, verses 27 to 38. Luke writes, Some of the Sadducees who say there is no resurrection came to Jesus with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife but no children, the man must marry the widow and have children for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first one married a woman and died childless. The second and then the third married her. And in the same way, the seven died, leaving no children. Finally, the woman died too. Now then at the resurrection, whose wife will she be since the seven were married to her? Jesus replied, the people of this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are considered worthy of taking part in that age and in the resurrection from the dead will neither marry nor be given in marriage, and they can no longer die for they are like the angels. They are God's children since they are children of the resurrection. But in the account of the bush, even Moses showed that the dead rise, for he calls the Lord the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living, for to him all are alive. My dear friends in Christ, the Sadducees, and for that matter, all of the Jewish leaders were looking for something that they could use against Jesus to try to discredit him, to make him look unpopular in the eyes of the people. And, well, when they came up with this question with regard to the Leveret Law, the Sadducees probably thought that they had the perfect question to make Jesus look foolish. They asked this question about the Leveret Law, asking about whose husband this fictional woman would be who followed the Leveret Law, who married the eldest son who died and married the next and the next and the next until she actually had seven husbands because all of them died. And then she died, and whose husband, or which one of the seven would be her husband in heaven? The Sadducees and all the Jewish leaders said, this is the perfect question. We're going to get Jesus with it. Well, they failed to discredit Jesus. Jesus knew how to answer their foolish questions. And now, here, we're going to have our questions about eternal life, just like, well, they had their foolish questions, of course. But by the grace of God through faith, oh, by the grace of God through faith, we know that we're not going to be disappointed. We may have questions. We may wonder about what Jesus really is talking about here with with marriage in heaven, but we won't be disappointed. We will be amazed. We'll be part of one big, perfect family 
that is perfectly united together will be in God's family forever. Now, our reason, of course it does by nature de deny a life after death and questions many aspects of it. But here Jesus proclaims life after death and, and for that matter, all scripture proclaims life after death. Some modern so-called Bible scholars claim that Moses could not have written the first five books of the Bible. But here what Jesus does is he testifies to the fact that Moses truly did write those books. And the account of the bush that is referred to here, that's the title of a story which is pretty much well known to every Jew. It's probably well known to all of us. Moses wrote the record of what happened there when, when God called Moses from that burning bush that wasn't consumed. Well, God called Moses to be the leader of the children of Israel, to lead them out of Egypt and to the promised land. But it was the Lord who actually spoke the words here. Well, in our reading, Jesus said it. But in the account of the bush, even Moses showed that the dead rise, for he calls the Lord the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. For to him all are alive. Well, in the book of Exodus, when God said, I am the God of your father Abraham, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Jesus drew the teaching of the resurrection from the book of Moses, whom the Sadducees, they did accept him, and they did accept those first five books of the Bible as being inspired by God. And, well... What Jesus did here is he proved that the resurrection of the body and the immortality of the soul, that that was scripture's own teaching back from the time of Moses. And, well, Jesus' argument here is, well, man is created with body and soul. And though the soul continues to exist even when the body dies, well, man is meant to be both body and soul. And body and soul are going to be reunited in the resurrection. And if Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob would remain in the grave, then Jehovah would be a God of dead men and not the God of the living. And that's impossible. He is the God of the living. When God spoke to Moses, he spoke as the God of the covenant, as Yahweh, as Jehovah. He is the keeper of the promises. He is the great I am of the Bible. He faithfully brought us salvation and he will faithfully bring us into his glory. He is our God in this life and also in eternity. And throughout history, People have wondered about and feared the possibility of life after death. Some people wish there was no life after death. 
But the fear here is a fear of the unknown. In this reading, Jesus reveals to us some of the unknown. Well, he reveals that to his people, then he reveals it to us today. And he doesn't tell us everything. And we don't need to know everything. But the fact of the matter is, is we'll say it again, we won't be disappointed. We will be amazed forever. God in his grace and mercy has taken us who were children of Satan and sin, who deserved eternal punishment, who deserved eternal separation from God forever. He's taken us and he's adopted us into his family so that we can look forward to the resurrection and to perfect joy and life forever. Believe it. Believe that that perfect life is there for you because of Jesus, your Savior. And believe that as children of God right now, well, you've begun that perfect life, but it's only going to get better when the Lord takes us home. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thanks for giving us faith to believe what Jesus and the scriptures say about life after death. Through faith in Jesus, our Savior, we can be sure about our life after death. We may have many questions about what that life will be like, but it will be so wonderful to be your child in your one perfect family forever. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus, we pray in your name. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with you always.